0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com. I would actually rather good. talk about the Penguins than the Flyers. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Pittsburgh Penguins. We are joined by one of the only good Penguins fans, Jim Rixner. Jim, how are you doing?
1: Kelly, what's up?
0: Oh, you know, the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling Jim before like this officially started that I was actually um, more excited to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins than the Flyers. So that's where I'm at right now. It's going
1: really well. And it always sucks too, like the West Coast trips and the games are so late and the penguins are doing that next week. So I'm dreading it already. And especially like, you know, if it doesn't go good.
0: Yeah, the Flyers have not existed to me since like before Christmas because I'm not staying up till one o'clock in the morning watching the Flyers.
1: No. It's so hateful
0: the ones they make start at 10:30.
1: Like 10 isn't enough sometimes. Just a disrespectful extra half hour from Yeah. Just tag it on. Who cares? Yeah. So
0: the Flyers and the Penguins last played back in early November. 3-2 Penguins overtime victory. Uh, what's been going on with the Penguins since then? I know you guys just got a new guy today. That's exciting.
1: Yeah, but he's going to the minors, so he doesn't really count. Well, for now. For now. For I'm sure like,
0: um, he'll get yeah. called up and he'll have like 40 goals in 20 games because that's what happens with the Penguins with every random guy that you guys pick up. <laughs>
1: Somehow it does. But to answer your question, like, it's been going really good. I think the Penguins are like 13-2-1 in the last 16 games, not counting whatever happens against St. Louis the day before the Flyers game. So um, they've gotten a little bit healthier but still haven't had a full team yet. But somehow, some way, like, the coach gets COVID, no big deal. All the players get it and they've just found ways to win. The goaltending is suddenly good, I guess, and life is good.
0: Okay, that's, I mean, I, do we, I'm done now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: this is so annoying. give you the right um,
1: answer.
0: Yeah, I know. I, yeah. So do you guys, who's out right now?
1: Right now, make- um, Malkin probably isn't playing this game, but he might be back as soon as this weekend. He hasn't played all season after knee surgery, and that's pretty much about it. Jeff Carter should be back for tonight. I'm sure you'll probably be happy about that. Great. And, that's- like, Drew O'Connor's out to some random player with COVID, and Jason Zucker is hurt, but he has won, like, one or two goals on the season anyway, so he don't count. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, so almost a uh... – a fully healthy, yeah, almost
1: full team, guys. Yeah, for the first time, they're good in there.
0: So, I guess just generally a thing that I have been thinking about in my head a lot, and I don't even know if you can answer this because it's kind of like an existential question. But what is it about Mike Sullivan? Because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like it has to be Mike Sullivan yes. that yep. you guys can be down, Sidney Crosby and Malkin. Your goaltending can be shit for, like, an extended period of time. Everyone is looking at the Penguins, like, a week into the season, like, eh, this might be the year they start to fall off. But no, not falling off. Still good. What is it about his coaching you think that he's able to get so much out of this team so consistently?
1: That is a great question because I thought you were going to ask, like, what is it? And I was going to say Mike Sullivan, without hesitating, that makes them good. But, like, how it's good, I mean, I guess if everyone knew, everyone would do it, and there would be a ton of good coaches. So I think it's hard to, like, put the finger on, right? But, um, yeah, it's something about his messaging is good, his communication is clear. I mean, he holds them to a high standard and players to a high standard. And, like, the player they traded yesterday, Sam Lafferty, never really met that standard. So he was a healthy scratch for a full month, even when the team was injured or Or had COVID issues, they don't play certain guys, instead they'll call guys up. So I mean, certain people either rise or fall or succeed or don't within Sullivan's system, but yeah, it's definitely what he does, he does really, really well and and it works. Like I, sometimes I guess you could be a good coach and it doesn't work, but for him, like every movie makes just about, it seems like it pays off as, as well as it possibly could.
0: How has Crosby looked since he got back? Because I he didn't play in that November game, I don't think.
1: Right. He had, that he came back and then he got COVID like right before the Flyers game, I think. Yeah. So how has he looked since coming back from his injury? You know, um, when he finally got back in like mid-November, it wasn't good. Like his face loss, he was only at 43% for face loss. And usually he's 55% plus near the top of the league. So he just didn't look himself. His... His passes were the middle of nowhere, and it made sense, like, looking back on it, because he didn't have a preseason camp, he didn't have anything, and everybody else is at full flight, and since December, I believe he has 17 points in the last 11 games, so he's really turning it on and coming along. His goal scoring isn't quite there yet, which is usually one of the, the longest things that takes to come back for him, but, like, his playmaking's getting better, his face-offs is back up to 57% in the month of December compared to not being good in November, so you can tell he's, he's starting to find his game and get in the groove again.
0: So one guy that we were talking about randomly in our Broad Street Hockey Slack today that I wanted to ask you about. Um, Evan Rodriguez, kind of, it, it seems like just looking at the numbers this year, he's kind of been way better than he ever has been before. Um, what is happening there? Like, what do you attribute that to?
1: That's it's the craziest story and I've written about it this week on Pittsburgh and yeah, the Evan Rodriguez's turnaround is it's hard to say exactly why or what, but yeah, this guy 28 years old now. So he's not exactly young. He's, he's been in the league for a few years and he's been a healthy scratch for the Penguins um, in the playoff time. They just haven't had much of use for him. So I'm surprised they brought him back, but they brought him back this year He's very versatile. He's played left wing, center, right wing. He's played all the positions. He's played first line, second line, third line. So, that's that's been helpful that he's been able to slot in with a lot of different players as guys go in and out. But there's nothing spooky about what he's doing. Like his shooter percentage isn't super high. He's not like getting lucky. He's getting a lot of first assists. Like somehow he just like got good over the summer. I I really can't explain it. It looks like he's just very confident right now and he's making the most of his opportunities so they're playing them more and he's top power play and that just helps him play better so like just everything is going in the right direction for him right now it's the uh the mark donk thing he like, he it's... is Mark Donk to the max right now
0: random guy out of nowhere just Turns his whole career around in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, because Mike Sullivan is a witch, and I think that's my working theory. Anyway,
1: the good witch. Though. Well, for you. For you. <laughs> well, it would've been for you too if the Olympics happened for Team USA. I guess that's that's true, but
0: I don't know what's oh, gonna. Um. So, what else would you say has been a high point for the Penguins this season?
1: Um. Rodriguez is, is definitely number one. Beyond that, um, I mean, everything else has stopped and starts. Jake Gensel has been off the charts awesome when he's been playing. He has 13 goals in the last 14 games. And he yeah, has a 14 game point streak. They don't call it a point streak because he's missed games with injuries, but he scored his last 14 games. So you did the math.
0: Yeah. if I'm, I mean, if people listening to this don't realize it, Jake Gensel is the leading scorer on the Pens right now, 29 points which is pretty wild considering, you know, there's a lot of really good players on the Penguins. Yeah,
1: he's had the type of year, like, uh, in early December, I think he scored seven goals in three games, and two of those goals came after he blocked a shot with his hand and broke a knuckle in his hand, and he still stayed in the game and scored two goals. So just, like, he's another guy where everything is just going right for him right now. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I think that a lot
0: of people, including me, kind of – Attributed any of his success to playing with Sidney Crosby, but he's done most of this without playing with Sidney Crosby, which is kind yes, of, yeah. Everything about this team is annoying me. I don't know if you've picked up on. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> it's it's mostly it's it's just bitterness born out of the Flyers being bad. If the Flyers were good, I wouldn't mind so much that the Penguins were doing <laughs> it, but you know the Flyers are bad. Um. What's been the biggest weakness on the team?
1: Uh, right now, and it might be, I guess, somewhat of a surprise, but the power play is ranked 27th in the league. It's like a 15% power play. Huh. And they, they haven't had Malkin all season, obviously. Crosby's missed a lot of time. gentle has been out. Brian Russ has been in and out. So, like, a lot of their top players haven't been together. But, yeah, the power play's been awful. And, you know, when a power play is bad, like, it just looks bad. And it derails the whole game. And, like, it's just atrocious. So, that would be, I think, the one the one thing right now where they're hoping or needing some improvements.
0: And you mentioned that the goaltending has kind of fixed itself because I think that was kind of the biggest question mark going into the season for the Penguins because Tristan sure. Johnny is kind of, you know, like a wild card. He seems to be sometimes good and sometimes like really, really bad. Um, has Is this him turning his game around or is the team in front of him playing so well that – they're just making it easy
1: for him i think there is something to that second part of what you said because they are like top five and it's expected goals against so i mean the defensive effort has been really good but tristan Jar- jerry has been up there as far as like just the goal stats say percentage goals saved above average all that stuff he's ranking out as one of the best goalies in the league and I just, I wonder how how long it'll last, because even last year he did this, too, where he had, like, a really good 20 or 25-game stretch, and then he was terrible. He, he, like you said, he does run very hot or very cold, and it's been very hot so far. So, I mean, I guess the Penguins are hoping it just continues and keeps rolling, but their backup goalie's been terrible this year, Casey DeSmith. So, I think that's the one area, too, where they're going to have to decide, like, Should we try to get a backup goalie in the trade market for the playoff time just in case Jerry falls apart, or are we just going to roll with what we got and hope for not a repeat of last playoffs?
0: So this this is the second half of a back-to-back for the Pens, right? They're playing tonight? Correct. Uh, Do you think that the Flyers are going to see Smith or do you think? No, Jerry,
1: uh, because Jerry's just coming off COVID himself, and— Technically, on Wednesday, he could have played, but they just went ahead and started the Smith against St. Louis. So I think, you know, the Flyers game, divisional game, more important anyways, they're saving Tristan Jerry for that. That makes sense. Um, So
0: I know that you mentioned the power play being a weak point for the Penguins, but that's not really something that the Flyers can, you know, actively use to try to beat this team. So if the Flyers were going to win against the Penguins, what would they need to do? Like, where can they – find some room to get over on this team
1: that's a good question um i think the penguins probably their third pair defense could be weak a weak point mike matheson is at times an absolute disaster in his own end and chad Ruweedle is kind of like a journeyman who's had a great season but he's not exactly moving the needle a lot so i think if you can try to isolate on that third pair especially since Philly will have home ice and the last change and all that stuff. If they can catch that third pair out. And the Penguins have had some uh, players coming out of COVID recently, like Kapanen and Bluger and Carter's first game back. So some important players. And uh, that's down the middle a lot, too. So the center positions beyond Crosby, I don't think is exactly as strong as it'll be maybe a week from now. But given the Flyers, I guess you know, Couturier heard and all that stuff. And it's not really a strong point for them either. It doesn't look like at the moment.
0: So outside of the, the big name players that I think Flyers fans are all pretty familiar with, is there someone that's playing particularly well that we should keep an eye on?
1: It would be Rodriguez, but I feel like he's kind of being known a bit right now. Um, other than that, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty much just the Penguins have had the same players for a while now. And it's, it's everyone you think is doing good is doing good. Um it's still weird to me that Jeff Carter is on the Penguins and he had the assist on that overtime goal the first game.
0: It is pretty um, weird. Carter's Yeah, it's that's,
1: that's <laughs> kinda of strange. Uh, Brock McGinn's good for a goal every once in a while. He's kind of like a just a hard working grinder type player, but he has eight goals on the season. So I guess like for a real deep cut, probably uh Brock McGinn or maybe Danton Heinen has 16 points in the first 31 games he was kind of like a just a random signing that was okay a couple years ago in boston and he's having a pretty good season too
0: okay awesome um i guess i don't really think there's anything else that i can ask you it's just hard for me to imagine that the flyers are going to win
1: this game so hockey's so dumb and last time you were so confident so i feel like That That scares me more now.
0: That was earlier in the season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Before your dreams were dashed.
0: Yeah. There was a time where I was holding on real tight to the idea that they were going to turn things around because like no way they could be this bad. It's impossible. No way. uh, (laughs) Now that we're in January. I'm starting to think maybe they might just be bad, so I've kind of lost my spark.
1: (laughs) One thing I'm worried about is, like, all the ex-Penguins players, like, especially that go to the Capitals, like Connor Sheery and Daniel Sprong, and all these random players, like, score goals against the Penguins left and right when they play them. So Mike Yo used to be a Penguins assistant coach, so I'm, like, expecting him to have, like, the game of his life or something. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe
0: Maybe he's got, like, a little little magic.
1: Yeah. Some of that, like... like that's one Lots factor, you know, a very deep yeah. cut too, but I'm sure this game will be important for him and he'll be fired up and maybe his team will be fired up for him. Hmm.
0: He might be turning me around a little bit, maybe not completely, uh, but maybe I feel a little bit better now. <laughs> you know, it's bad when I'm at the
1: talk hoping to you.
0: I know this is, we're in a sad place in Philadelphia right now, Jim. <laughs> it's a really rough time. Um. So what's your final score prediction for this game?
1: All right, with all that being said, like the Penguins are on a roll right now, having won eight straight going into the St. Louis game, so I'm going to say it continues with a 4-2 Pittsburgh win.
0: 4-2 Pittsburgh win. Okay. Um, and Tristan Jari is right out of COVID protocol?
1: Yeah, this will be his first game back, yep.
0: Okay, so maybe.
1: But it was like that short five-day thing. It wasn't yeah. like he was out for a long time.
0: Okay. I'm going to say we're going to get another 3-2 overtime. I'll okay. say – I'm going to say Flyers win on, like, some kind of fluky nonsense. Okay. Goal.
1: I mean, these games always are tight between these teams. Like, one team will be up 3-0 in the first period, and then by, like, the third it'll be a tie game usually. I,
0: yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping that maybe, you know – back from the west coast playing a team you actually hate it's a divisional game maybe the flyers will show a little bit of life in this one Certainly life for you yeah we'll get a good hockey game maybe jim where can people find you on the internet um
1: twitter at Pensburg, pensburg.com those would be the best two places all right jim
0: thank you so much for doing this for me this was great everyone go check out pensburg go read that evan rodriguez article you can get real mad about how ron hextall brought in a random guy to pittsburgh that was actually good and he never did that once for us thanks ron (laughs) (laughs) jim i hope you enjoy the game everyone listening hope you enjoy the game go flyers today's episode is brought to you by cars.com